Transformational, the podcast for maintenance traders across Australia and New Zealand, considering our last episode. So we are very excited. We've got Mark Young back for episode two. Mark is the New South Wales operations leader for the Reese Group. Uh, Mark did a stint over in NZ and helped grow the Reese brand there dramatically. excited to have you back, Mark. How are you today, mate? Fantastic, Age. Thanks for having me back. My pleasure. My pleasure. So episode one, we talked a bit about you and your experiences. We also jumped into what it was like to, to build Reese Brand over in another country. And then we talked a lot about having a, uh, a career path or a vision of what is possible of the future for your staff. Um, today, we're jumping into culture. Um, it's a massive, um, culture huge. I'm, I'm a big, I talk about culture a lot. What 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 are you kind of some maybe if you were to summarise in three points? Um, we we don't have to summarise. We can go deep. Um, what what would you like to talk to the culture point? What would you say about that? Um, well, it's the thing that's always uh, for the Reese culture for me is the thing that's always got me out of bed every morning mm. because it's there's but don't get me wrong, you know I've had bad days and you know periods where I've you know not been as happy as I have through other periods, but. Um, always the Reese culture I know that's been uh, from the top down. Um, yeah, from our chairman down, it, it goes right through. And you do have periods where the culture sometimes goes away from what it should be in certain locations. Uh, but we know that we've got our values and our yeah. purpose that really drive it. <clears throat> and there's been quite a, a number of times where, and it happens all the time, where we look back and go, well, what did the values tell us? So whether it's something around... Um, an issue that we've had between employees or customers or just in general, you just say, well, the values will drive the decision. Uh, I think that's a, yeah, I think that's such a, val a valuable point. If you don't have core values, you, you can, you can't really put your finger on a culture. Culture is kind of intangible unless you have core values uh, for the business. We, we talk about a lot of this with our business coaching clients. I remember, um, I think it was about two years ago, I was doing some training at Reese and Mitchell down in the ACT. I mean, every single training room or every single branch, you'll see the core values on the wall. And it's important they don't just sit on the wall. There's something that has lived and action and you celebrate and you tap people on the shoulder and say, well done. And if they don't, you kick them in the butt gently because it's 2020. But yeah, you, you hold them accountable to those values. Tell me um, how... What, what, what's a way, like, like for someone listening, going, yeah, great, I've heard about people putting cold, uh, values into a business. What are some uh, points you could talk about how that was done in your organisation? Yeah, so we rewrote the values and the purpose probably five years ago, I'm going to say. That's a, that's a guess, but um, mm. that's what it feels like about then. It's probably much longer. But, yeah. um, but that was a – so it starts with our purpose. Our, our values start with our purpose and it's – to improve the lives of our customers and our staff by striving for greatness every day. Love it. So, you know, it doesn't have to be massive, but as long as you're one step in front of the other, and we call that the 20 mile march. So yeah. 
wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to just do something great today. Yep. And, and the decision always has to be, does this improve the lives of our staff or our, our customers? And then yep. our number, our first value is, is create customers for life. Mm. Um, and yeah, like you, you're not a business where you don't have uh, roadblocks with customers, but you can always overcome them because um, it's, it's about being a, having a partnership and then off, off create customers for life. We actually have our S seven service standards. Yes, I've seen and that. Yeah, so that's just seven steps around our service. There's things like go the extra mile, just fix it. Um, so you, you're showing impression. you're showing your team exactly how to live core value one by these seven points. Yeah, like, and yeah. most years, yeah. um, I can only think of. I think this year we didn't do it, but most years we start the year with a quarterly theme around our. Be lovely, yeah, yeah. Uh, just to get yeah. it back to basics, we have a lot of people join rest through the year. Um, we, do, we touch on it through induction, but to bring it back every year and say, just remember, mm. these are the things that, you know, we really uh, value from a service standards point of view. And our, we know our customers value them because we actually created them from feedback from our customers yep. through surveys. And um, yeah, so then there's that, but there's, we've got 10 values, but some of the ones I think that really um, hit close to home for me are grow as a team. Yep. And the thing that amazes me with Reese is you could have some, a manager in Kalgoorlie pick up the phone to speak to the manager at Tarrant Point. Yep. They're going to help each other out because right. they're one team. Right. Um, yeah, you, you have your issues with teamwork, but ultimately we're in it for the one goal. Um, we've got, um, and the other one I really like is be humble. Yep. So um, that's something that I've seen from the top down at Reese and something that... Um, you've really got no other choice but to do it at race. Yeah. Because, uh, I think it's just such a core value and something that's, you know, whilst you want to um, celebrate your successes and acknowledge them, it's also be humble and remember, you know, you, tomorrow's a new day and, and let's, you know, put one f foot in front of the other and keep striving for greatness is probably the, the mantra. I, I love the fact that um, you know it off by heart. I and mean, surely if you've got core values, you must know them off by heart. If, if I, I find it interesting when I walk into an organisation, they said, oh, have you done any work? As I'll, start, I'll start saying, oh, we work on your core values. Oh, no, we've done that. I go, okay, what are they? And they go, oh, they're in the drawer. I've just got to go get them. And I go, if they're in the drawer, you don't know what your core values are. You must have them memorised and live them and experience them on a daily basis and I'd better uh, man up and tell, uh, share with the audience what ours is at Transformation and everyone in our team knows this off by heart. It's basically lead our clients to create profitable businesses that make a positive impact upon their community. So it's about making profit ethically, honestly and morally and then doing the right thing and they're, they're wherever they are because we deal with people all around Australia. And, and then if, if you, you know that that's the common goal, then every action that you do, every decision you make goes back to striving for excellence in your case, or in our case, how do I make the clients profitable? And if they do something dodgy, then we, we remove them. Yeah, one of our values is do the right thing. Lovely. And it's really punchy. It's to the point. And quite often we've just sort of, we're trying to make a decision and we're like, well, is it do the right thing? Yep. Well, let's do it. Yep. So, like, we, it's the right thing to do. Um, and that might be something where staff members and you know, in trouble, they need a bit of help. So there's things like that. But then also one that's really helped build Reese over the years is innovate big and small. Lovely, so, lovely. Um, we, we know the best ideas come from yep. the guys on the ground sometimes. Yep. So it might be just a small, simple process uh, issue that's reoccurring in every branch 
but the one person that speaks up and says, yeah. I reckon there's a better way to do this. Yeah. Because, you know, we've been to re- referred to as the McDonald's of the plumbing supply yeah. industry <laughs> because if you went to a branch in Auckland or Sydney, it's getting the same, much the yeah. same Absolutely. process. But, yeah. Um, like, yeah, we're, we've done initiatives for a quarter where we just say, hey, we want to know, you know, the most wasteful things we do. Yeah. Um, and some of the stuff that came it's back... It's got to come just, from the front line, doesn't it? Yeah, oh, so good. But then the ability to take that and actually do something with it instead of just... Because the guys, it's an investment for them to actually push it up the chain. Yeah. Um, for Then it's our commitment to say, you know what, this has come up three, four times of evaluated. This is going to make a big difference to the business. Yeah. Let's do it and, sh- and then celebrate it. I don't know if you've uh, ever heard about the um, story about the cleaner in Toyota. Um, this, another one of the stories that have stuck somewhere in my random brain. <laughs> so uh, this is all based off kind of lean management. And um, I, I, the, basically the, the cleaner was there of a night time. Robots were working away. And uh, they were incentivized to, depending on how good their, their innovation or their thought was, they go, well, you know what? The robots don't need lights. Let's just switch all the lights off at nighttime. And then they yeah. played a, like, got a nice bonus and whatnot. Yeah, definitely. So innovation definitely came from the front well, you line. Know, one of the ones we had were like, the, when we did this one theme, one of the branches said, we're paying someone to come and mow our lawn. And the lawn's like... I don't know, yeah. 10 square metres. Yeah, right, right. So there was a whole bunch of stores <laughs> yeah. that all we needed to do was buy an electric mower and yeah, a snipper and, you know, the safety team were happy with it. Yeah. But the amount of money that saved across 640 sites yeah, yeah. Um, for the stores that needed it, there's still stores that need a, um, you know, someone to come over the lawn, but just little things like that where we hadn't thought of it, but the guys on the ground are like, <laughs> the, the key is they treat the business like it's yeah. their own. That's and lovely. So we've got a freedom in a framework where the guys can... You know, we really encourage that branch. This is your business. I know it's got the Reese banner on it, but you make decisions based on... You've got engagement. You can buy it. I want to add something else to that. Um, When you have core values, when you have a a purpose that your company purpose that you'll live by, it empowers the staff to make decisions. Like you said a second ago, is it the right thing? So therefore, they can ask themselves to reiterate the core value in their mind and then go, cool, run it through that filter. Yes, it is the right thing. I can make that decision. Yeah. So it, it really gives empowerment and um, rather than then ringing up and asking them, what do I do next? What do I do next? And I, and I see so many small businesses where they're just getting hammered as the bottleneck in their business because no one's, everyone's either too scared or not empowered to make decisions. Definitely. Mate, um, tell me, what else would you like to talk about around culture, core values, purpose statements? Um, yeah, well, I think it's, well, you talked about it in episode one, but just with your culture, just remember, like, it only takes one person to um, create a poor culture too. So yeah, that person's very got good plenty point. of influence. So it's really important that um, if you believe you've got a culture where it needs to be, um, when you're doing recruitment, for example, like, I'd ask the, the audience, like, have you ever had one of your plumbers sitting in an in your in an interview with a potential new tradesman coming on board to ask them right, if they right. think that uh, fit into the team. So I think that's a really key one. And uh, where we've where we've seen we've got really strong culture, if someone comes into the business and they're not a culture fit, the team generally make that known yep. before the manager needs to. So to okay. say, hey, yeah. We're all digging in here, and this, this was not maybe just isn't a culture fit for the business. I went to a conference actually with the, um, Dan Kerr, who's who's on our podcast as well. One of the episodes previously, 
I went to a thing called Startup Con, uh, Startup Convention, not a con, as a convention. And um, I think it was the guys from Zero said, um, and I always said culture fit, culture fit, culture fit. And I said, don't look for culture fit, look for culture ad. Mm-hmm. And I went, wow, what an awesome freaking, I'm going to get up teary-eyed and inspired. What an awesome um, distinction, right? Culture fit, they fit in. Yeah, great. But do they add to the existing culture? So look for culture add, not necessarily culture. I mean, first of all, they're going to fit in before they can add. Yeah. But that little distinction was really, really cool. So they're not a passenger, they're a driver. Yeah, we've, we've currently 2020. We're yep. looking towards 2030. So, right. you know, we've got a vision of where we want to be in 2030. And one of the key phrases or, um, you know, I suppose mantra is preserve and enhance. So never Lovely. forget who yep. you were. It's Reese's 100th year. Don't forget your roots. Yep. Yeah, it's Reese's 100th year, 100th year this year. Um, so we've got a lot to preserve, but then we've got to, you know, we've got to accelerate and enhance as well. So that's a great, I suppose, um, yeah, reinforcement of that culture ad. Um, and one thing, you know, when I lived in New Zealand, one of the, I just was, uh, you know, I played rugby, so I'm a rugby fan, but just mesmerised by the All Blacks yeah. and the culture. They are unbelievable, aren't they? There's a, there's a really good um, book written uh, called uh, 15 Leadership Lessons of the All Blacks. So right. It's called Legacy. Right. Um, and if, yeah, it's a really good read. Well, they are the a, best sports team uh, in the world, aren't and they? Just, but just... <laughs> Great reinforcement of things like sweep the sheds. Yep. So they don't let anyone clean up the sheds for them. They do right. it. So right, right. the best player in the world will go and clean the sheds. But yep. And just also things around like making sure that you keep a blue head under pressure. Yep. Um, but just the culture was so strong there. And it, it's an organisation where you can't come in and can, you wouldn't conform if you weren't a part of that. Yep. If yep. you didn't believe in that culture. And I suppose you'll found was, out pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. The results and no one's bigger than the team. Yep. That's, yep. that was the key yep. thing in there. And um, they always talk about leave that Jersey in a better place. Yeah. So the, from the one that you got it from. So yeah, I think they um, a great sporting um, team that has just had a lot of success off the strength of their culture. Lovely, mate. Lovely. Mate, we're going we're gonna to change gears a little bit. We're going to jump into a couple of our questions we ask all of our um, guests. So, I mean, I know I've said it twice, but thanks again, mate, for coming on. This is, this is awesome. It's great to, to, to hang out with a mate as yeah. well as, as, as get some really good value for our listeners. So tell me, um, we're always asked the inspiration question. Who have you been inspired with of your career? It can be inside your business, outside your business. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, well, I think if you look at our purpose, the customers and staff, they both inspire me every day. So if I look at our customers, uh, firstly, so um, we really try to drive a partnership uh, This and it lets you get close. So, but I think the big one for our customers, like just looking at the hours they have to put in yeah. to make this business work. Um, they've got big teams, big responsibilities. A lot of them were plumbers that became business people yep. or trades people that became business people. And um, just especially the ones that want to improve every year as well and um, go and, you know, not invest in their team, but invest in themselves as well. Um, uh, but there's such a big part of community is essential workers. So we've seen through this COVID period, the importance that the plumbing industry has had yep. to make sure that- We're we the front line, yeah, absolutely. Clean sanitation yep. and- and drinking water so and you know gas leaks and whatnot so we even saw in our strict level four lockdown in new zealand 
um, plumbers had to keep working. Yep. So, yep. Um, but I see so much sacrifice that they make, it, and it gives me a lot of pressure when we can help the business and you know really live that purpose to yeah. improve their lives. But and that's you know ultimately we want to make. Uh, when you deal with Reese, we just want to make that bit of your life a bit easier. Yeah, it, it, that's one thing. When you select Reese over other companies, it becomes such an easy, um, a, a no-brainer because it just you you make like you make us as customers, or in the old days, made made us lazy in a good way because it was simplicity and great customer service. Yeah, and look, we, we've we've obviously on different journeys with our customers. You know, we believe we can add value to everyone, whatever that looks like. Um, and yeah, it's about getting closer to your customers, even the guys that don't particularly deal with you that much and understanding how we can help. Yep, lovely. Um, yeah, and then I suppose the staff, um, they play a huge role in that value chain and they, you know, they uh, are into it every day. Mm. So they're opening up at 6.30 in Sydney, they're servicing the mm. customers. Uh, they always go the extra mile, always see staff, you know, they're driving material on their way home to yep. people's doorsteps and they're always willing to help their solutions focus without a doubt like yeah always... they just do whatever uh do whatever hours they need to get the job done and that's why i love our culture and, and the good people we have th right throughout the business yeah lovely mate okay so um what's the number one uh, business or self-improvement hack you've learned recently uh, that can help our listeners yeah so we, we i had a bit of a tip of a book uh through one of our internal learning journeys that we're doing um, through our learning platform and it was around psychological safety so breaking barriers but the books the book i'm reading is fearless organization it's by amy edmondson so um, it's really about uh, having an environment where there's a high amount of so psychological safety and it, and why that's important. Things like issues get resolved, innovation Right, happens. so psychological safety meaning it's a safe place to speak by mind, talk, share ideas. Yeah. Love so it, love it, yeah. Team, right. So imagine a, a plumbing team and a toolbox meeting. <laughs> like how, I, I can see this playing how, out. How psychologically safe is that environment where the first-year apprentice can say, hey, we're doing something that I believe is unsafe yep. or we're doing something that I believe adds no value to the customer or, or us. It can be done better. Yeah, it's yeah. losing us money. Yep. Um, so it's not necessarily about WHNS. It could be about, hey, I noticed we're doing X, Y, Z, mowing the lawn or just getting someone to yeah. mow the lawns. Well, yeah. I reckon we could save money for the business. Thing, so Things like I notice you're on service mate or, um, or the like after a job. You know, is that something the apprentices could do? Yeah, lovely. Like, how many would feel safe in an environment to do that? Oh, I love it. And then, and making sure that people can learn from mistakes. Now, there's no doubt there's some mistakes that just you can't take a risk if it's if you're working with gas yep. or there's safety involved. But an environment where mistakes are accepted and seen as a learning opportunity, yep. and because um, people feel empowered. Yeah, that's so, that's such a powerful concept. We talk about make. Don't make any mistakes that'll wipe you out, but be okay to make little mistakes because that's how we learn. Yeah, and look, I look at the teams where we've got it raised and whatnot, and there's probably different levels in different teams of psychological safety, but I suppose the, the, the tips that I've got out of the book where you need to take steps to build that psychological safety. It yep. might be pretty poor at the moment, but you can get there. So make sure the teams are empowered to make decisions and be prepared it may go wrong. Yep. Um, and it, when you start getting it right, it makes your life easier because people will make it gives you leverage. Right. Yeah. yeah, and then talk about fails, failures, and how how you've learned from them. And um, does it like one question would be that you could ask the guy? Does everyone does everyone know how the business is performing? 
and ask them for feedback when looking at a new strategy or initiative. So guys, we're looking at going into this market. Yep. What does everyone think? Do you yep. have any other ideas? And one question you know, got to ask yourself as a leader is how many times does, some, does someone say no to me? <laughs> that's a great one. If yeah. that's not happening. Yeah, you're not going to uh, the right pill around. You've got yes men or yes ladies or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so if yes. that's not happening, that's you a great one. have a psychologically safe yeah. environment. So you're it's just a journey. Too, too scared to speak up. Yeah, yeah. And that, I think it was, it was just a really good book and some really good tips in there for when you're trying to manage teams. I think uh, we, and we actually chatted about this and I, I, I totally thought that's why I, I laughed a little earlier on. Typically a team meeting in a plumbing, electrical, whatever business is usually when the business owner gets in front of their team and starts saying, you did this wrong, you turned up late, who lost the jackhammer, blah, blah, blah. And then it's more of a lecture than it is a team meeting. So if you're doing that, maybe reach out and have a chat to us. We can definitely get you in a, in a better framework to have those well, team, look, team I've, meetings. I've been in a leadership role with Reese for, uh, yeah, a long time. And I look at some of the meetings I've had in the past. And I wish I'd have read this book at the start. Yeah, I'll put my hand up. I've yeah, made these mistakes. Definitely. Okay, we're coming up to our last question. What's the number one thing you would like our listeners to take away from today? Um, look, I just think be prepared to invest in your people, play the long game, and look, don't compromise on the key attributes you're looking for with a staff member. Yeah. I know it, you're, everyone's under time pressures, but yeah. you're going to create more issues if you compromise what you're looking for and invest in team. Yeah. That's time, money, everything i think it, it'll be your life will be a lot easier down the track if you can get it right but, but also the number one learning and probably advice it's going to go wrong at times yeah you know, there's going <laughs> be to okay be, when yeah, it goes there's wrong there's going to be bumps in the road you're not going to just get to yeah. five to 20 staff members yeah it's going to be all easy yeah um, you're going to go back and forth and, absolutely yeah. and that's the thing everyone thinks oh when i get to this size it'll be better you'll always have problems. The only difference is your quality of problems improve. Yeah. So instead of not having enough money in the bank, you've got not enough uh, trucks on the road and then maybe you get a tax problem or something else, but some problems never go away. They just improve in quality. Definitely. I can't thank you enough, Mark. Um, very, very, very grateful for you to be on the call. I'm also very grateful for the partnership with Reese. Also, too, you guys are doing a bit of training as well. I'm more than happy for you if you want to. Yeah, have, thanks, Adrian. Yeah, so we've um, just, the Reese group have actually just started a business called Power Up, which is an RTO. So um, we've always used an RTO accredited course for our staff members um, through their induction. But yeah, we're starting with a couple of uh, accredited courses. Uh, through Power Up, and we're now um, selling them to customers, but also for our staff members as well. So it's a journey for us. The next evolution, I suppose, of learning is to um, be on the same journey as what you're on, and upskilling the industry yeah, is absolutely. the key. And we, you know, we service a lot of different trades with a lot of different people, and um, there's a real thirst for it. Yeah, lovely. So, and what, what course are you offering? A management course, is that right? Yeah, so certificate four in management and leadership, and certificate three in customer engagement. Lovely. Um, so yeah, we're, we've started, you know, very small steps at the moment. Um, but yeah, we've had some early interest. It's, it's a really exciting part. And I know that 
their staff members who have always been coached in house at Reese are, are really excited that there's an opportunity now that they can be accredited. Yeah, lovely. And that's the thing that you don't know how long they're going to be with Reese, but at least that accreditation will stay with them forever. So. Yeah, but look, it's um, it's good. And, you know, we're also going to have some uh, other content that will be online for guys and um, across a wide, wide range of topics. Um, we've already got that for our, our staff members and, yeah, there'll be probably in the future an opportunity for the customers too. Fantastic. We'll make sure there's some links that you can check it out. Um, Mark Young, thank you, sir. Great, great to have you on. Uh, great to have you as a mate and great to have you on also too as our guest today. Um, a lot of valuable nuggets in there. Uh, if anyone wants to reach out uh, to Power Up or to us, we're going to make sure some links in the bio here. Um, Kalila does all that jazz, so they'll be around. Guys, have a great day. Go out there, make some money, uh, be good, and talk to you on the next episode. Thanks again, Mark. Thanks, Age. And uh, I know 2020 has been a tough year for everyone, so enjoy the run into Christmas, guys, and see you all in 2021. Thanks, mate. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Transformational. I hope you enjoyed our last two episodes with Mark. To find out more about Reese or to locate one of their branches, head to reese.com.au. That's all for today, folks. See you on the next episode. This podcast is brought to you by Transformational helping tradies across Australia and the world with sales, marketing, and operations for your maintenance business. To find out more about our programs, email us today at learn at tradesformation.com.au. That's learn at tradesformation.com.au. Have a great day and see you on the next episode.